this is this is heavy. This is that, that's a lot. Okay, let's mm. talk about company B. Um, you've so I go in. Mm -hmm. Um, again, uh, is, is it similar roles or, or, or so or this what time I now? was I was going because this is a much larger organization it had I mean operations in multiple countries so I was coming in to make sure that the targets that had been set uh, from a strategy perspective from a revenue target perspective uh, uh, making sure that all the countries were working in harmony towards the overall um, targets for the company all um, the countries yes so now you've moved from uh, the region, I yeah, mean, from, from the, country. The, the country to the region. Yes. And how many countries are we talking about? At the time, I think around like seven or eight <laughs> large companies. And then this is the other thing that I wanted to say, like because of how God had catapulted me, like I said at the beginning, I was sitting in boardrooms that my age that did not allow me yeah of course simply because i walked in obedience to god uh -huh. so when the ceo would not be able to attend a meeting i would be the one to attend in company a now in company b you're sitting at senior management overseeing country managers they have to report to you because you're reporting to the ceo on the performance and i learned very early on how to work with older people who are more experienced than me and holding them accountable to the point of saying, you were supposed to have done this last week, have you done it? You know, like being uh. um, what we call a PMO executive, where you're, 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 you're asking questions that make sure that everyone is actually working in tandem or towards the target that they set. Because many times people set targets, but then they just sit there. But you need that person to keep the momentum going. Again, something that God had begun at a personal level. Remember the high achiever pushing myself yes. sort of thing? He was using that to naturally encourage other people. And then of course you have to learn diplomacy, Working with people who, like I said, are much older than you, mm -hmm. more experienced than you. You, I have to ask this one because first and foremost, um, we're not talking about the era where corporate Kenya had as many women as it has right now. Mm -hmm. Neither did it have the age group. Okay, first of all, I'm not that old, but yeah. No, 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 no. Then <laughs> I hear you. Know what I mean? Like I hear you. Co corporate Kenya um, at that time. There were not that many women in senior position as as compared to right now. That's true. In fact, I think this uh, boy child really needs to wake up. Yeah, there's that's a, true. there's something not happening mm. in that sector. Um, but what I mean by that at that time, because what year are we talking about? 2010. 2010. That's 12 years ago. 12 years ago, you're in senior management. How old are you at this at that time? You're roughly 20 something. Okay. I'm having to do the math. <laughs> okay. You're below 25. So I was 25. You're 25. Yeah. You're 25, you're talking about different country managers reporting to you. Mm -hmm. These country managers are probably 90% male. Yep. Um, and twice your age in yeah. situations, mm -hmm. in some situations. I want to talk about the working environment because now the values and all these conversations with God that you've been having and been incubated in corporate Kenya, now you're at the full testing of it. Yep. What does that mean? And this is corporate, like their targets to reach these financials, Whatever. And you have SLAs with clients. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, and for us, it was like an uptime because it was a lot. A lot of behavior work was more on how is the organization performing in relation to maintaining, for example, network availability exactly. and things like that. So you're reporting to another organization. And you're let me just say it just so that people can understand. You're operating to the number one organization yeah. in the region. Mm -hmm. So when I mean that, I'm talking about Safaricom. Yeah. You. They, they were your clients. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you were their clients. No, they were our clients. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. They, they were, they were, 
yeah the way you've said one it. of the clients because then you're operating regionally you know so you have other oh, big man. other big telcos that have different SLAs that you have to understand and make sure that those countries are hitting their targets um, and all that stuff. okay just explain to me the environment is it was it different because you're a woman or and, and what, everything that you had learned now entering full testing what did that mean was it different because I was a woman I think it was different because I was a woman and I was younger okay I was young um, but I had to find a way in wisdom because that's where wisdom comes in. Mm -hmm. You have to find a way to help, to almost like make the other person believe that you're helping them to look good. Mm. So you see most of these, like let's say country managers or senior managers have their own targets. So you asking them, first of all, is putting pressure on them. Yes. And then you reporting to the CEO is already a threat because they have to respond <laughs> yes. to you, but they don't want to. Uh -huh. So you have to find the wisdom to be able to engage them to actually make them believe and know that ultimately them working with you is helping them look good and actually achieve their targets, which is what they want at the end of the day. So you have to apply a lot of wisdom and that's something that I had to learn. Um, of course, the chauvinism thing happened, you know, mm. being treated like, why are you, why, first of all, why are you seated at this table? Mm. You need to earn your stripes first before you get here. Um, things like that. But luckily, like I said, because I had, I had, um, at the time, I had people who, who wanted my value. You understand? So me doing my job was important for them as well. Yes. So they had, they, they, and, and that's the thing, that they had to affirm my role for me to be able to do my work. But at the same time, they can only affirm your role so far because ultimately you, you can end up creating enemies. So you have to be the one to find a way in wisdom to engage with the other team in a way that it helps you to actually advance your objectives uh, uh, okay from how does god speak to you in a situation like that so is, how does god become relevant in the corporate culture this is day-to-day -day pressure now it's you're, you're there early you're, you're leaving late high pressure for me the there's no difference between the way he'd speak to me on the pulpit when i'm leading worship and he says pray for so and so or call out or make this altar call and when he says to me so and so is going through something go and speak to them Sometimes it's that, you know, when you're so precise, almost like you're in ministry <laughs> in that corporate, like the times when I've had breakthroughs throughout my career, the times when I've had breakthroughs has been when you've touched on a point that is so personal to someone and you've become relevant to them because of that thing hmm. that helped you. It's like they see you in a different light. They see you as more than just a, yes. a colleague or a manager. Hmm. They see you as a, as a source of life to hmm. them in a way that they then introduce a certain level of, of respect because of the uh -huh. way you're engaging. So I don't compartmentalize my life in terms of saying, I'm in ministry on Sunday, I go and lead worship, and then on Monday I come and I'm wearing a suit and I deal. You learn, you grow. Um, like for example, I had to learn how to be firm, but at the same time get work done, but also be gentle enough to be able to draw people to, to understand that people, this is something I had to learn on the job, to understand that people are actually holistic. They go through stuff. Mm. Sometimes when someone is not performing, like now for me, I'd be a hard hitter on targets. Mm -hmm. But the moment I understood that while you're driving targets, this person just broke up with their boyfriend or, or they lost mm. a child or mm -hmm. they're sick or they lost their mother. And that sensitivity for me was introduced by the Spirit of God, cautioning me like, before you call that person and, and, and raise your voice about them being late. Mm. There's actually something else that's going on with them. And then you become a minister to them as opposed to just a manager who's asking them about their targets. Ooh, what, did, what, did you, what did you like about that environment? Is this now where you had arrived? The epitome of 
of corporate Kenya or of of, 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 the, of not corporate Kenya of the corporate world that you were aspiring to get to you've gotten there now or at that time not necessarily in fact I, I think a year into the job I took I do this thing every so often and I took time out to just go and seek God like are we still okay and I was, I was I began to feel like this is not the right environment for me a year after a year after because of things that were, I mean like you know normal corporates politics etc and I, I was just like, I don't know if this is something I want to continue with. But at the time when I took time out, and there's a reason why I'm saying this, I took time out to go and pray. I was so clear that I needed to quit. And that's all I wanted to do. I was going to tell God, I'm quitting. <laughs> so what are we doing next? <laughs> so I, I was so... I was so, what, I was what, so was it, what was it that had got you to that point? Um, just different politics. things. Politics. And then, of course, because... Um, just different things. Let me just say corporate politics and all that. And, and also just the question of, is this advancing me in the direction that I, I think my life is supposed to be going to or not, right? Mm. So I remember I finished my retreat in Naivasha. On my way back, I'm coming and I, I meet the, like the person that I said, my, my spiritual dad, and I said, this is what God has told me, I'm going to quit. And he said, you're not going anywhere. That's not what God has told you. You want to quit, so you're asking for God to validate the thing that you want. Again, back to the thing that you want vis-a-vis -vis what God is saying. Mm. Just learning through the process and learning how to, to work with God. But I remember I was determined to do whatever God wants. So that time I just quieted my spirit and I said, if it's his will for me to exit, it's going to happen. So I get to the office uh, on Monday. I came back on Sunday. I get to the office on Monday and... And I get in and I hear God clearly telling me, you've been moved from your department. And then the second thing I had was there's a letter on your desk. And I go in for sure. The first person I meet is Sela, were you, were you told you know, that you've been moved from your department? And I say, what? I open, I, I mean, I get to my desk and I see a letter on my desk, or rather the HR person walks in after me and gives me a letter. And, and the, the, the brief or the summary of it was that I had been moved from my department TTC. The reason I'm bringing this up is that, like I said, there's no separation between mm. what is God and what is mm. not God. Just the way I hear him about other things, I would hear him clearly. God on Sunday is God on Monday. Precisely. So long story short, I, I, for me, my corporate career, especially in that environment, it became even the opportunities that would come up. For example, there's an opportunity for you to get a promotion. I remember there's this particular one. Um, that opened and I was being encouraged because it was the obvious next step for me and I went to God and he said you're not taking any promotion right now it was a struggle for me I'm just sharing all this to say that it's not always that I go to God and he says yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's a demand on me not to do um, the thing that I want to do the same way he told you to wait 12 months yeah. even in corporate culture he's telling you don't take a promotion precisely which is and all this was what we call in scripture about your, your heart being circumcised because your heart mm. enlarges because of desire and the things that you want but then with time He's the one who begins to tell you, over here you'll get, I mean, explain to me how David got to a point where he desired something that was not God. And this is a man that was after God's heart mm. and he was, you know, considered a psalmist and he was considered completely in pursuit of God's will. Mm. But with time, because of interactions with just life in general, your heart can begin to have desires that are not exactly aligned to the mind of God. And so you, we, it's, the onus is on us to constantly go to God and say, check my spirit, check my motives, mm -hmm. check the reason why I want this thing. If it's not your will, let me know in advance before I've gotten myself into it and then I'm starting to cry for you to come and save me. And so that constant culture for me or that pattern or practice for me helped me a lot um, to, to avoid things that would otherwise be detrimental to my So life. you go into this new department. What does this department now involve? 
Um, well, it was reversed because it was not the mind of God. Because, um, and I don't want to sort of like dwell on that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whew. So what? Okay. So where does this story transition them into? So basically, I finish my my masters, and remember, I'm going to class. Two to, years. Yeah, yeah. I go to class. I'm learning governance. I come back to corporate, and I'm doing corporate things. <laughs> it was the longest two years in my life. <laughs> Because I was, it was such a, a you know, a tug of war. A tug of war. Mm. And now, by this time, God had begun to impress in my spirit that you know you're going into government at some point. In my head, I'm thinking, you know, when you hear government, you're thinking civil servants. <laughs> you're thinking quotes on the on the chair. You're thinking, surely God, you could not have raised me for this. You know? 